0: (laughs) I asked him if he wanted to speak and he says oh I don't have anything to say (laughs) so I was going to let him do this the the message this evening but uh, tonight briefly I'd like to think about the gift and the gift we know is the gift of Christ to us and I'm going to read the scriptures from Luke chapter 2 one that From the King James Version, it sounds so familiar and so easy to remember. In Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 1, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea. Into the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen, as it was told unto them. When we think of gifts, um I'm sure that I remember as a child, we used to get the Sears catalog, and uh, it was the wish book. They even called it the wish book. <laughs> and you'd go through there, and you'd circle everything, you know, because they didn't have, you didn't go to the store and find every toy that was in the book. You found all the toys in the book, and you would go and look for them, you know. And uh, But today, it's a little different. You have every toy that's in the book, and every toy that's on the internet, and every toy that the other kid has, and everybody knows about it, and they take pictures of it and send it on their text and Facebooks and everything else to find out what toys are important and not for, you know, which ones don't work. And if you're on the internet and you look for some uh, something to buy, you, what you generally go to is, what are other people rating this? Do you ever look at that? <laughs> what, are the, what are people rating this? Is this a very good buy or, or don't they like it? And how many of you found this helpful? <laughs> you know? So as we look at these things and go over them, the gifts that we have purchased, if you haven't gotten your gift uh, bought yet uh, for tomorrow morning, it's too late. Uh, Sheets is open 24 hours, but uh, <laughs> you, know, you may need a gift card. But uh, there are so many things that we think of as gifts and how that we give them. And, and uh, the, the, the title that I, before I came up with the idea of just the gift... And that's a song also. But um, what do you give to someone? What does someone give who has everything? What does someone give who has everything? And as David was alluding to how that in El Salvador, they live on a maybe a dollar a day. And when they think of you and I, they think of us as having everything. I mean, to them, we are the wealthiest people on earth. And they will risk their lives walking from El Salvador through, you know, the, up through Mexico and trying to find their way into the United States. And many of the people who take off on this journey are never heard from. Uh, and it's a very dangerous journey, which very few really complete. But they will risk their lives to try and find the good life that you and I have. To find a place where they can come and make more than a dollar a day and have some type of value in their life. So what would it be that we who have everything would give? Well, in Lasse, uh, one of the programs that he has told me about is that when, when, ch- uh, when churches come down with mission teams or doctors have come to aid their, you know, give services to the people, that one of the doctors from, uh, I believe it's Phoenix area, would, didn't, didn't like the idea of, you know, what's this idea of uh, communicating with people, being a friend with someone or the one-on-one, giving yourself to someone. And they said they were there as a doctor to extract so many teeth and they were there as a doctor to look at look at so many patients and to have all them and they kept reinforcing that we want you to do that but we want you also to connect with the people to connect with the people you that you're with and the doctor about three or four years of coming down to El Salvador said I finally understand what you mean that not only is it my taking out and extracting teeth and keeping, you know, keeping people well, one of the um, primary reasons that some of the senior adults die, and those in their 50s <laughs> are the senior adults in the rural community, one of the primary reasons that they die is from rotting teeth that get infected and the infection goes to their brain and kills them. So being able to have someone come in and extract teeth is a life-saving mission but more important than a life-saving mission it's a matter of connecting with someone so what does someone who has everything give so as we think about that and perhaps it you know creates quite a dilemma because we certainly don't think of ourselves as having everything we have not made the the old tv show the lifestyles of the rich and famous Uh, We haven't made, you know, the best dressed and, uh, you know, wealthiest individual in, in the world. We haven't made that place yet. So we would think that that would be somewhere that's far beyond us. And it's more than we are not the most wealthiest people in the world. But yet, in some respects, we are. But there is one who is able, who is greater. And the greater one is God. And what is it that God who has everything, what could God possibly do? What gift could God give that would influence and be capable of touching every life on this planet? What would he be able to do? You know, here's God who can speak the world into existence. Maybe, you know, we could do the, as the, the fairy tale type things in which God says, so well, I'll give everybody, I'll grant them three wishes in a, lifesta- in a lifetime. You know, um, <laughs> I was going to tell a joke, but I won't. Uh, <laughs> I would offend someone, I'm sure, because this is one of those, uh, you know, guys, girls, girls, guys, you know, guys, men, women. I- I'm not doing that because there's too many. They throw things at me, take back my presence. But um, <laughs> what gifts do we give that mean so much in our life? What gifts do we have that seemingly are so important? And the gifts that we possess are some of the things that are the most intangible. The gift that you possess is the gift of yourself. The gift that God possesses, that he is not going to give us three wishes. You know, I I grant you three wishes, and you have three wishes in your lifetime. What would they be? So if God were this omnipotent, all-powerful being, and he would come into our life, and, and he would outline in this book here why he should give to us why we deserve to have three wishes, And he would come and we would, so we would look at our life and we would um, analyze our life from a perspective of what can I wish for that will better my life and better the life of my family. Well, probably would we use up all of our three wishes by the time we were five. (laughs) Because we know that's the most important time of our life as a kid. Because nothing is more important than today. Nothing is more important than, but than what's happening now. But, you know, as we get older then, things change. You know, whenever we get up in our 20s and 50s and <laughs> 60s, uh, and we get older, we start recognizing that things really change. So what three wishes would we have at this age versus 10 years ago or 20 years ago? So God couldn't be this magic Uh, person who gives to each of us three wishes and and there we are you know we got we got it all well he didn't do that so what other thing could this all powerful all knowing all (laughs) omnipotent all powerful God do that would have an impact upon every part every aspect of his creation we know that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth we know that God made the us for and with a purpose. We know that God has a plan for our life, and he, and he was there at the very inception. He was there at the very inception of life, at the beginning of time, before the beginning began, God was. I always love that verse. It's John 1.1, and the interpret- the, the, one of the paraphrased versions has it, before the beginning began, God was, because creation was the beginning of time. And at the beginning of time when God formed us from the dust of the earth and breathed into us the breath of life and we became a living soul, we had a value that he, God, loved more completely than anything else in the universe, anything else that had ever been created. He loved that being. He loved that one that he formed and breathed into. But somehow, we lost track of what was important and we rebelled and went our own way away from God. But in the beginning, God breathed into us the breath of life and that breath of life has never left us. And also, the scripture says that the word, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. When Jesus was born in a manger, that wasn't his beginning. His beginning had none. He began his life as a human being because he decided to become like us that we could somehow become like him. And in this process of celebrating of Christmas and the process of, of understanding what Christmas is about, we are understanding it from perspective of a gift. That God decided that the greatest thing that he could give to us was the ability to make a choice The ability to choose right and wrong. The ability to choose life and death. The ability to choose to love or withhold it. So the greatest gift that you have is your ability to love. The greatest gift that you have is your ability to receive love. It's a great gift. And the the great example of that, of course, is Jesus Christ because he has come to love us whenever we didn't even know that we were lost. He came to love us because he loved us because his breath of life is in us. His breath of life is there and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. God became flesh to become like us so that we could become like him. And how then do we become like him? How then do we how then do we take this gift that God has given of himself, that he has bestowed upon us, that this, we unwrap every day, we unwrap the gift of life every day, we're still breathing, and his life is still in us, and this life is there for us to hold or to curse, it's a choice. It's there for us to embrace or to let go of. And it's a gift that God has placed in the hands of each one of us. And we're all responsible for how we fondle, hold, embrace the gift of life. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And then we have in the scriptures how that God tells us his word. And it's a funny thing about the word how that, what we create with our words, it's, it's, it's crazy what we create with our words. Can you look back over today and, de- and, and, and decipher what you created? Or were we just responding to events? Were we just responding to the circumstances of the day, the likes and the dislikes of everybody around us? And we were just responding to those events with our words? Or were we really creating them with our words? And so we have a challenge now to take that which is of the word of God and to allow that fullness of God's love and life inside of us and that his spirit, that breath of life that is breathed into us is there uniting with our soul and our minds and our thoughts and our concepts, our wants, our desires, our dreams and the word of God comes to us. (laughs) And that word is Christ. And he says... I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So you can't go anywhere that I won't be there with you. All things have a way to work out to a divine good whenever you start having faith and keep having faith in me that my presence will be with you. My presence will be with you no matter where you go. The psalmist said, if I take the wings of the morning and go to the uttermost parts of the earth, you're there. If I can travel at the speed of light from one mountain peak to the next, God is there. And so, the present that we open this Christmas, the gift, is the gift of God's word, the gift of God's love. Because God who has everything can speak all things into existence. The God who can create whatever it is, whatever desire, whatever he desires, he could just do it. And his greatest desire is that we be united with him as a friend with a friend. That's his greatest desire. And in that greatest desire, he gave us the ability to choose, (laughs) to say yes or no. That is the greatest gift, the ability to choose life, to choose to love, to choose to forgive, to choose to have the light of God's life burning inside of us, a life that will live forever and never be extinguished at death. That is the hope of Christmas, the hope that a messiah would come foretold hundreds of years before a virgin will conceive born in the town of bethlehem i mean it's it's all written his life is written before it happens so, Jesus just doesn't show up one day and a bunch of sages get together and write up a, a wonderful story about, you know, shepherds at a campfire dreaming up stories came up with this. This is foretold in centuries pa- prior. And then it comes to pass and it is there lived out in the life of Christ. And here we are centuries later telling about the gift that came announced by shepherds and spoken of by prophets and teachers around the world and people living it out in foreign countries in which we take the gift and share it with someone else. So this Christmas, (laughs) when you're opening your gifts, when you're opening your gifts, remember the gift that was given to you, the gift of life, of love, and of friendship, the gift that God gives to us is from his heart to our heart. That's the gift of life. Amen? Father, we thank you for this very special gift, the gift of your presence, the gift of life, O God, that you have breathed into us. We pray that you will help us now as we continue to celebrate your birth and, Lord, your great gift of yourself to us. We ask, Lord, as we bring this evening to a close with a few songs and the lighting of our candles. We pray, Lord, we pray, Lord, that your breath of life, that you breathed into mankind at the beginning. God, we still might take a deep breath and realize, God, it is life that you have given us, and it is a very special gift that we can share with others. Amen. Rhonda?